1: We
2: Hashem <speaking in Hebrew> de
1: Say hey. i i
3: Hashem Ekka Hashem Hashem, hey, oh, Oh, Shima, Hashem, the Hashem, hey, oh, Zerthy. Hashem, Hashem, hey, oh, Oh, Hashem <laughs> am Hashem ha shamha ya
1: The Kaini, the אליך elekaini, אליך איני, ו vineiri we זינאי ניני, פנֵס תאי ניני, ו חלקלאי ניני, ו יארבי חאי Ve'ar v'achluni Hashem e'lekaini Mahayru, mahayru, mikol tzuro y'stayini Ve'ar v'achluni Hashem e'lekaini Mahayru, mahayru, mikol tzuro the heart of Mahayru I I am not a person me call...
2: Oh, right. yeah.
1: like and how us all he my Oh, <speaking> in, <the language> <speaking> in <the language> I'm no She is low. Vieh is high. Luley L'iros mati. Hashem L'iros of Hashem Leros bit of Vashem. L'iros is Hashem Rose into Hashem, be Eres Rahim. Ah, oh, Hashem, darken.
0: Hine Matov done by A.K.A. Pella. Sphere Format Wednesday here at JMNAM. I'm already starting to prepare for the big Thursday Lag Boomer Jewish music blowout, as we like to call it. Try to get to as many songs as possible next Thursday as we break out the music on Lag Boomer. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody likes when time flies, but I don't mind when we fly a little bit. In the middle part of Sphira. Wednesday morning on this April 29th, day 10 in the month of ER. Today is day 25 in the counting of the Omer. So we're still eight days away from uh, Bomer. It's day 25 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 25 is uh, three weeks and four days. Three weeks and four days in the counting of the omer halfway through yeah we're at 25 halfway through shavuos is 3 weeks from saturday night how do you like that shavuos will be a sunday in israel it'll be sunday and monday memorial day weekend in the united states and sunday and monday in general in uh in areas outside of israel jm and the am could you imagine we're about to announce a high of 75, 55 degrees outside, mostly sunny, with a high of 75. I've been waiting a long time to say that. Finally, we're at some numbers that I could start appreciating. A.K.A. Pella with Hine. You heard Ma'ashiv done by the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Mehera was A.K.A. Pella. Lozachmod, off of Hasidisha Otros, Kol Zimra, and Inve. Hamalach from the Y.U. Maccabees, Barry Weber, and had Bitachon, Hadeilecha, Narayisi from Kolachai. Nar Hayiti, to be more precise, and Regesh Modani opening things up as we say good morning. Wow, seven minutes before seven o'clock. Didn't realize we had such a long a cappella musical break there Uh as we opened up the JM in the AM. Rabbi Manis Friedman is scheduled to join us. He'll be in studio today. He is a prolific author and lecturer. Always has something interesting to say. Rabbi Manis Friedman will... Um, will address us coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. He'll be with us about 7.30 this morning here at JM in the AM. Um, checking out the uh, latest from Israel, the Jerusalem Post has an interesting take on... uh Yair Lapid's take of the negotiations going on between Prime Minister Netanyahu and UTJ, United Torah Judaism. Yeshatid Tid, Chairman. Excuse me. Yeshatid Tid, Chairman Yair Lapid strongly condemned the coalition deal that has been agreed to between Likud and United Torah Judaism on Wednesday, accusing the Likud Party of selling out the state, to Haredi interests. Speaking on Army Radio, Lapid said that the Likud party had, in effect, agreed to reverse all the reforms enacted during the last government to integrate Haredi men into the military and the workforce and was endangering the future of the state. The Likud is halting the process in which Haredim are going out to work and it's coming at the expense of the Israeli taxpayer, said the Yesh leader. This is moral bankruptcy, he continued. The Likud is saying, I don't care about anything else. The most important thing is that we're in power. So I'll sell the future of the children of taxpayers who will need to work even harder and take their money and give it to the people who don't work. You look at the Likud and you say you call yourselves a Zionist party, the national camp, and then an avowedly anti-Zionist party schools you in this way. And no one's saying a thing. Lapid said that his party was closely observing the coalition deals and would make sure that everyone knows what they entail. We all live here together. I never wanted to defeat the Haredim. We need to live here together. But they're saying we don't care what happens tomorrow, but I do care. And this deal is returning us to a situation which everyone dwells with their own tribe. There's no state. No one cares about the state of the future of the country. Under the deal between Likud and United Tower of Judaism, many of the cuts made during the last government to budgets which benefited the Haredi community specifically, or to a greater extent than the general populace, will be rolled back and reforms to religious services could be repealed as well. In addition, the Criminal Sanctions Clause of the Law of Haredi Conscription, a central reform in the last government, will be repealed and replaced by non-binding quotas to be determined by the defense minister. Other concessions which have reportedly been made to UTJ are in an agreement to repeal or strongly altered a conversion reform law of former Hatnua M.K. Alazar Stern and to revise a law which abolished marriage registration districts. As revealed by Raviv Drucker in the marker on Tuesday, UTJ has also demanded a veto on all legislation pertaining to matters of religion and state, a return to the level of funding for yeshiva students enjoyed before the last government had the budget for stipends for yeshiva students, income support payments for yeshiva students as well, among other items. So a very interesting negotiation. Sometimes you don't realize how much a how much uh, influence a group has and here you see the uh, very interesting negotiation between Likud and UTJ and the comments of uh, Yair Lapid who is uh, quite critical of everything that's going on Uh meanwhile in other news the uh, Jerusalem Post has a video up uh, where you can see the IDF Field Hospital opening its doors in uh, earthquake-ravaged Nepal. The IDF Hospital has opened its doors after the Israeli delegation to the earthquake-stricken country has completed its assembly. The hospital said it will treat 200 patients a day from all over. It relies on an independent infrastructure. and includes 50 tons of medical equipment. The field hospital has a range of wards and 125 personnel trained and experienced medical staff who will treat patients there in Nepal. Pretty amazing. And yesterday I saw a chart that someone published uh, based on money and individuals of who has traveled from what countries to Nepal to help out. Israel could not match the monetary contributions, but boy, it was far ahead when it came to personnel who uh, headed on over to Nepal to help with the situation there in the aftermath of the earthquake. So kolakavod, like I said yesterday, you can take great pride if you're a lover of Israel, lover of Zionism, lover of goodness. You can take great pride in the way that the IDF and the state of Israel and the entire country has responded to those in the earthquake-ravaged Nepal. Day 25 in the counting of the Omer. It's a m. and the a.m. Wednesday morning. or Friedman is going to join us coming up. If you missed last week's Yomatsmode special, speaking of Zionism and great pride, if you missed any of our Yomatsumut special, which was last week on Thursday, head to the archive section at jmnam.org at some point and enjoy an amazing celebration with great material. It was really something. And I want to thank Mayor Weingarten uh, for that. It was really uh, a fantastic program. If you missed it, you got to check it out. Also, we have incredible programming on our stream all day long. Uh, really amazing. And today I'm going to have the uh, the privilege of speaking with a senior member of the IDF, about Nepal and about Iran. Uh, this is all going to be happening. Uh, this is all going to be happening at um, nine o'clock when we do the program, uh, which is entitled "Beyond Milk and Honey," and you'll be able to catch that between nine and nine thirty this morning. Our Steve Berg is going to be speaking on community roundtable at nine thirty, discussing the 100th anniversary of the Amer- of the Armenian genocide at the hands of the Turks, as well as the fact that Turkey still refuses to acknowledge the genocide. Till this day, he will have a comprehensive program on that uh, coming up at uh, 9.30 this morning here at org. So stay with us all day long on the stream. The NSN app is a wonderful way to do so as well, the Nachum Siegel Network app. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up.
4: Galei. As
0: we continue here at JM in the AM.
4: Galei.
0: And the latest on the coalition talks and uh, latest from Nepal involving Israel. And of course uh, everything else happening in terms of uh, the news today from Israel in Hebrew is next. Galitzal Israel Army
5: Radio 2pm newscast for a Wednesday next Jamim. <laughs> מבצע מנכ״ל המשרד להגנת הסביבה דוד לפלר אומר, זיהום האוויר בחיפה אינו יותר מבשאר חלקי הארץ. הוא כי יש מקומות במרכז הארץ הנמצאים ליד צירי תנועה מרכזיים, ושם הזיהום חמור יותר. של לפלר, בכנס ארגון הבריאות העולמי בחיפה, הביא כתבנו קובי מנדל. המחוזי בתל אביב גזר שנתיים מעשר בפועל על דני ביטון, אביו של אייל גולן. כתב שרון אורן פולבר
6: בית המשפט קיבל
1: את תסיר התיעון וגזר על ביטון שנתיים מאsar وهن تدفعون بيصوين
3: على 50000 شقلين لكل
5: זיגה נוספת מהלחימה בסוריה לשטח ישראל. מותם יותר בוצע ירי מאזור מעבר קונטרה לכיוון הגבול. אין נפגעים. אתמול נפלו שתי פצצות מרגמה סמוך לגבול עם סוריה בצד הישראלי. גם באירוע לא היו נפגעים ולא נזק. את משפט השלום בירושלים מעריך בשלושה ימים את מעצרה של החשודה בהצטה באחת מתחנות הדלק בעיר והוראה להרוך להבדיקה פסיכיאטרית. כתבנו יוטם ברגר. בסרטון מצלמת ההבטחה שפורסם היום נראית הצעירה מבקשת סיגריה מגבר שתדלק במקום. כשסיריו הציטה חשודה את משאבת הדלק ובכך הבעירה את הרכב ועשב הנזק כבד לציוד. את הסרטון המלא ניתן למצוא בייסומון אפליקציית גלץ וגלגלץ. הפוסט של מאי פטל שחשף כי היא החיילת שהוטרדה על ידי סגן הלוף לירן חדשבי ממשיך לעורר תגובות דפי שגאל חיילת לשעבר שהוטרדה גם היא על ידי המפקד שלה כשהייתה חיילת לפני עשר שנים החליטה לפרסם את הסיפור שלה יעל דן סוך החיים דפי הרגשתי שעכשיו זה מכובתי לספר בגלל
3: שהתופעה היא כל כך רחבה ואני מרגישה שהמעשה שמאי עשתה כל כך עמית וחשוב ומעלה לשיח הציבורי את הזכות של נשים שלא להיות מטרדות בעבודתם או בשירותם צבאי
5: החברות הממשלתיות הציגו היום רווח נקי של 430 מיליון שקלים בשנת 2014, אחרי של כ-600 מיליון שקלים בשנה שקדמה לה. במסיבת עיתונאים במשרד האוצר, התייחס ראש רשות החברות הממשלתיות אור יוגב, גם לחברה הממשלתית עמידר, ואמר כי יש לשפר את מערך הדיור הציבורי בישראל. יונלי פזון וניטי ענבי שמעו אותו.
7: קודם כל, המידר צריכה להיות חברה מצוינת במה
1: שעושה היום. מצוינת, זה אומר שאת אותם 40 ומשהו אלף בירות שבהם נמצאים אנשים, היא צריכה לתת את השירות המושלם ביותר. היא צריכה לדעת להכניס עוד כמה אלפים שמחכים כמה שנים למצב שבאמת דיור
5: טוב. רומן סגר האוויר, ישבר, ומחר ירדו הטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת טל שינדל. אדם,
8: Ham leaves home. Sarah Isaac Rip la Angels visit Akeda War of Kings, Salty Wife, Rescue in Siddome.
2: <laughs>
8: <laughs> Gets a grip, good twins inside. Jacob's bird white Isaac's blind stolen blessing, ate some Angel's louder to the sky. Rachel's beauty, Arcla's Hitch, love on Leia, daughter switch, four wives, twelve tribes, nearby left the Rachel die.
3: Got a strong
1: desire we are always yearning for the taller learning we got a strong desire we will stay
8: Never be divided Color coat, Brothers hate Sold to Egypt Head of state Famine, grain God test.
1: Brothers reunite New king Jews are slaves Moshe's born Princess saves Yitro's daughters Burning bush Aaron joins the fight Ten plagues Jews free Splitting of the Red Sea Amalek Torah giving Golden calf Jews forgiven Korach Forty years Balak Bilam Pinchas spears. Moshe leaves Jews grieves Russia was a new chief. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided.
8: Jordan River, Jericho, walls fall, Chopper blow. Torah Shem assault, David stone, Goliath fall. Solomon temple built. Civil war, blood spilled. Eliyahu El Yeshayahu, hear me up. La and Mr. Mordecai, Betamik the second time, Antiochus met the Greeks, Judah and the Maccabees, Temple to burn down, exile all
1: around, show my halo Bakok, time, like we've a star you We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning We've got a strong desire We will stay united, never be
8: divided (laughs) Mishnah Gemara Kara'i, Rav Yehuda HaNasi Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, Balei Tosvot Rashbam Rambam Sefer Mada, Inquisition Torgamada Baal Shem Dov Kuzari, Vilna Gon Shabtai Sve Maharal Ibaliz, Golem Pran Kabbaliz Hamam Ishtat
1: a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We got a strong desire We will stay
8: united Never be divided Hitler, Auschwitz, Holocaust Kristallnacht, 6 million lost Terms of bout promised land UN war partition plan Nuremberg, Ben Gurion Six day war, Moshe Dayan Golden mayor won't acclaim Yom Kippur and Tabiray Olympics, Munich, after Shot, Carter, Begin and Sadat Iron Curtain, Lebanon Joransky, Free Rambo, Shekhan Choose from Ethiopia night's Russian Yeshiva In the battle we won't battle We won't battle We've
1: got a strong desire. (laughs) We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. (laughs) The Mashiach comes. We'll go on on and 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 on. We've got a strong desire. We are always yearning for the Torah's learning. We've got a strong desire. We will stay united, never be divided. We've got a strong desire. Do 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 do
9: do 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 do. Ma avarech lo ba meivorach, shal hamalach. Uverakh zavaylar shal hamala Uverakh rokhiyuk shaka mo khor Uverakh voydayim kedalot vera ni pasban koperas ve khayvet sipor Believe we are for poet moment o na fashli skorba et kol hal fanim ve yar sedafim al khaw fi azan kshufa Du kamel modet otsvatflada vera glaim roktot et kasadrakhim usvatav hasharot et mukta habe kuda
8: Atati lo
1: kol
10: Maavarich lo ba meivora
1: uh uh-huh.
8: I forgot to buy wine.
2: who comes walking in. Four cups for me and one cup for him. Eliyahu.
1: wanna be. Bye bye. wanna be.
0: Lenny Solomon, Schlock Rock, Elio on a V from Schlockapella. Halfway through the Omer, today's Day 25 in the Counting of the Omer, already anticipating next week on Thursday when we have our big Jewish music blowout, as I like to call it, in honor of Lag Boomer. Hope you'll be with us as we transition back into our regular format. Can't wait, frankly. <laughs> uh, before the uh, Schlockapella, you heard Nar Hayisi from the Nigun CD. Ma'avarech was the Maccabees, and we've got a strong desire off of Schlockapella. News from Israel, top of the hour. You heard, of course, the uh, latest from Nepal and Israel's involvement in the rescue effort there, which is pretty amazing, to say the least. Uh, we take great pride in what Israel has done, taking a re- real leadership role in terms of manpower going to Nepal. I believe of all the countries, based on the chart I saw, they have the most people on the ground there from foreign countries. And... Uh, one can only imagine the cost and the commitment that the IDF and the State of Israel and the government has made to help out in that uh, earthquake-ravaged country. Wednesday morning with 55 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 75. You heard correctly, a high of 75. That's pretty amazing. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 51. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, high 62. Yerushalayim is at 88 right now. Uh Rabbi Manis Friedman is scheduled to join us. A prolific author... Um Amazing lecturer Imanis Freeman is scheduled to be in our studio this morning here at JM and the AM. By the way, there's a rumored at 6:13 is here tomorrow, which would be amazing. Talk about livening up an acapella Sphera format. There's a rumored at 6:13 acapella and all are scheduled to be in studio here tomorrow at JM and the AM, which would be remarkable. Uh, it would give us some great live music here, so to speak. I know live acapella, but you know you get what I'm saying. A live performance. So uh, that's the rumor. So we'll hopefully uh, greet them tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. No. And I They're in the Hevra Nachamu off of their a cappella C D. Twenty eight minutes after the hour. It's JM and the A.M. Day twenty-five in the counting of the Omer, three weeks and four days. Hope your uh, sphere of format's going as well as ours here at J.M. and the AM. Our Emanis Friedman's going to be joining us coming up. 6 13 tomorrow morning, scheduled in studio for a live a cappella performance. And next Thursday is Lag Balmer, and we're already anticipating a great Jewish music show. I hope you'll have a an opportunity to be with us all through Thursday of next week, all of our programming all day long at jmandtheam.org. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Sefirah It is well known
4: that at the time B'nai Yisrael were redeemed from Mitzrayim, they had fallen to the 49th level of tuma impurity. They were at a point where their deliverance could only be achieved with a miracle. This took place on the first night of Pesach. Subsequently, they slowly rose in their levels of Kedusha and their holiness until they were worthy of receiving the Torah. They were spiritually impure, and it was necessary for them to wait the specified time to purify themselves before receiving the Torah. Hashem commanded that 50 days should be counted from Pesach until Shavuos. These days of Sefirah are also a time when we seek to purify ourselves. We also want to improve as individuals, especially in the area of Mitzvah Spain, dealing with our fellow man. We should be a Rodev Shalom, to pursue peace, to make every effort to help resolve disputes and disagreements, whether between friends, spouses, or families. We should be a Neusev We should bear the yoke with one's fellow. This means loving one's fellow man by sharing in his pain and suffering and making it his own. Don't just feel bad for him. Try to think of positive ways that we can help alleviate the distress. We should train our children to be kind and caring. We should talk to them about the importance of being nice to everyone and befriending all children, whether they're the popular ones or not. Studying the laws of Loshon Hora is vital. The days of Svirah are an especially auspicious time to dedicate to review the laws of Shmir Saloshan. The great Goen Rab Yehuda Tzadka and the great Goen Rab Vincian Abba Shaol were both invited to give a Musa talk in a large yeshiva. When they were called to begin speaking, though, they couldn't agree who should speak first. Since the person was greater in stature, is usually the first speaker, neither wanted to take that honor for himself. Finally, Rebbein Sion conceded and rose to speak. However, he prefaced his talk by saying, I want you to know why I am speaking first. The halacha tells us, Ein pesach One may not eat dessert after the final taste of the Pesach. This is to ensure that the taste of the matzah remains in one's mouth. Similarly, if I were to speak after the Rosh Hashiva, then the sweet taste of his words might not remain. Afterwards, Rav Yehudah got up to speak. He opened by stating that it would have been more appropriate that he didn't speak in order not to ruin the good taste left by the precious words of Rav Bintzian. But what should I do, he cried. I was overruled. All of the people gathered sat in amazement, observing the anivus, the humility of these two great people and the incredible respect that they had for each other. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
0: J.M. in the A.M. at uh, 7.32 on this Wednesday morning, 28 minutes before 8 o'clock, day 25 in the counting of the Omer. As we keep saying, we are halfway through the uh, uh counting of the Omer. Uh, Shavu is three weeks from Saturday night, believe it or not, and Lagbomer can't come quickly enough, that's for sure. It'll be, uh, a, a week from tomorrow. A week from tonight, I guess, more accurately, uh, for the big Lagbomer celebration. Rabbi Manas Friedman is here in our studio, a return visit for him. Rabbi Manas Friedman is described as a rabbi, shliach, author, social philosopher, and public speaker. Rabbi Manas Friedman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Which of those descriptions do you like the most? Which is the There's a volume right there under the table. Which one of those, where it's connected. Which one of those descriptions do you like the most of all of those?
7: Uh, shliach. That's the most? Because that, that says everything. You, can, you know, That can mean whatever you want it to mean. A
0: shliach has to be, and again, when we say shliach here, we're saying in the context of a messenger of the Chareba Rebbe, right, essentially. Yeah. Um, a shliach has to be all the things. Well, that doesn't have to be. You don't have to be an author, it might help, yeah. Yeah. but you do have to be a fundraiser, an organizer, uh, a, a social butterfly, right? You, you need to be able to interact with people.
7: A first aid responder. <laughs> That's like what's right. Happening now in Nepal. That's right. Do
0: you have any? Uh, have you spoken to anybody there, or have you have you spent any time uh, uh, reading about it? I'm so curious to know because in situations like this, literally the Chabad house becomes not just an emergency center, but one where Everybody is welcome, which means, you know, there's, there are people everywhere, sleeping everywhere. And... For
7: whatever you need.
0: Right, exactly.
7: So it's, a, it's really an open-ended uh, shlichus. And the
0: shlichim know this, and their wives know this when they get into it. Yeah. They, they sign the contract, so to speak, knowing all this in advance.
7: And what is it that they learned in yeshiva that prepared them for this?
0: And the answer is?
7: Nothing. It's just the willingness, you know, the readiness to 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 do whatever it takes.
0: Well, there must also be a wherewithal to adjust to every type of situation.
7: Again, it's only because they're, I mean, they're not trained. Right. They're not licensed. <laughs> they're, right. they're just willing. Like when
0: I hear, for instance, that certain shluchim have no choice but to become shochtim to become ritual slaughterers. It's the only way that there'll be kosher poultry and kosher meat in the area where they are in this world. I always say to myself, I cannot imagine that the average 25-year-old yeshiva guy who sent out of this mission ever really wanted to be a ritual slaughterer, but out of
7: necessity
0: had no choice but to become one.
7: Yeah, and for that you can get a little training. When it comes to baking the challah, (laughs) they have to to do that too. Start from scratch. (laughs) To Provide all the kosher food, and you know what I always say.
0: And I know this is not directly our topic today, but hey, you're here. I'm going to take advantage of you. You know what I always say. I always wonder who gets the glory, uh, the the glorified assignments. You know, who are the shluchim who are lucky enough to go to uh, I don't know New York City or Los Angeles or Honolulu, and the others who have to go to Siberia and maybe we could say Nepal and other areas of the world are a little, a bit more remote. And it may be a little bit more lonely.
7: Yeah, it's amazing. They have electricity a few hours a day. Is that a fact? In some places. Oh, in some places, right. And uh, they have to go to the farm to, to make milk. All right. And it's really primitive. And I don't know, maybe those are the glory, the, the more glory. Are
0: those the most glorified
5: jobs? Yeah.
7: Manhattan doesn't compare to that? Yeah, it's not really. Right
0: next door, you know. This is easy. But the parents are always hoping that they get Crown Heights or Manhattan. <laughs> right. They're always hoping that the kids don't move too far away. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah.
7: Baruch Hashem, my kids, so far, all of them are in the States.
0: And how did that work out that way? It just did. No, but there it wasn't has to be no inside connection.
7: No.
0: Not because you're an author, social philosopher, rabbi, shalit, no. a public speaker. You're yeah. sure. Absolutely. Your influence had nothing to do with that. And they didn't put in a request, hey, let, I'd rather stay, quote, unquote, close to home. Nobody put in a request like no. that.
7: Not that they didn't want to stay closer to home. Right. But, uh, no, there's no request and there's no... Um,
0: it just worked out? Yeah. What's the furthest one? Because you're based where? In Minnesota, right? Yeah. You're based in Minnesota. So the, the, the child who is furthest away is in what geographic region? Oregon. In Oregon? Where? What city? In uh, Salem. Salem, Oregon has a Chabad house. Yep. With a minion. Yep. They get a minion there. Yes. Is he a sheichet? No. <laughs> Where do they get their kosher meat from? Uh, Portland. Unbelievable. How far is Salem from Portland? Uh, about an hour's drive. Do you visit these uh, children of, of yours, Horsholikim? Oh, you do. Course. Of
7: course.
0: So you would go to Salem, for instance. How often?
7: Uh, not often enough.
0: Uh, twice a year. Once a year. How, do, how? How? What does it work at? I
7: think twice a year would
0: be. About a, twice a year. Yeah. And when you're there, you stay for a couple of days. Sure. How many years has that uh, child been there?
7: Oh, yeah, I don't know. Five. About six, five six, years?
0: Yeah. Amazing. How do you spend your Sphera? by the way? Is it any different for you than the rest of the year? I don't know if you're very into Jewish music, because I know you obviously have a musical family, but I don't know if you know if the a cappella music brings you down like it does me. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm a very excitable guy who likes the, uh, you know. who The, bar- likes...
7: the barbershop quartets don't do it for you.
0: <laughs> I mean. It does in doses, but not when you're, you know, but not, not when you're being fed constantly, you know, 24 hours a day. A so is your sphere a lot different than the rest of the year or not?
7: Not really. I don't sing. Right. And uh, I, you know, speaking becomes more popular during sphere. Right. I once asked
0: where, I once asked what, ah, whatever. It's not that important. Anyway, Ramonis Friedman is here, and uh, the latest that he has introduced to um, uh, to our audience and to his audience. Uh, is a course entitled "Parenting for All Ages." This is starting. This has started already, correct? This, this course yeah. has started. This course has started already. Everybody's able to uh, participate. Uh, it's an online course. Uh, if anybody does jump in now, they're not. They're fine, right? They can they can join and participate in it now, correct?
7: Yeah, on the on the telephone. It's a right. call in conference. call.
0: And it's a call in conference. So does it happen live? It actually happens yes. live. Yes. It's a live lecture. And um, if I have this correct. Today, you'll be doing this today. You, you have a course, you have a, how do I put it? You have a lecture in the course scheduled for today. Yes. It's called Beyond Menschlichkeit. And it's ironic that you're here on a day when the entire world is focused on the exact opposite of Menschlichkeit. We see the uh, riots that are going on in Baltimore and the way that civil society is taking a break, so to speak. Uh, and and uh, what are your impressions as you watch the news and see and hear what's going on there? What are your thoughts
7: you know, it 's another event in a series of events, this violence and this uh, you know a, a, a society that isn 't based on Tosa and isn 't based on the shevamitus uh, with the best of intentions democracy freedom all of these good things they just don 't work. The country was built on a biblical foundation on a on a, on a on a Torah foundation, Right. on the Ten Commandments, and so on,
0: At basic ethics,
7: but based based from Torah, not, not Correct, human, right, right?
0: Not human invention. What what the world would call Judeo-Christian principles,
7: and and primarily Judeo, right? Because the Ten Commandments. Uh, right. I
0: mean, that's we take credit for that. Yeah,
7: right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we,
0: <laughs> that's ours. <laughs> there,
7: there was this guy Nebuch a Jewish kid who decided he wants to convert to Christianity, and I spoke to him. I said, why? What are you doing this? He says, because they have such great books. I said, like what? He said, like the Psalms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realize that. Isaiah. <laughs> great books. <laughs> well, at least you are able to set him straight on that one. Uh, Did it take much convincing after that?
7: Yeah, he was shocked.
0: He went to, he, he went to Wikipedia and said, hey, those are Jewish. He was shocked.
7: <laughs> you, you even have Mashiach. <laughs> That's also Jewish.
0: You could say that again.
7: <laughs> <laughs> so... The, we drifted away from that, and think that human instinct can make for a civil society it doesn 't it doesn 't
0: that 's why the the big news items, so to speak, or among the bigger news items, is when you know people out there insist on protecting the police or when a parent insists that their child not participate in the riots. that becomes the exceptional story because. Again, like you said, you know, it can work, but it's yeah. few and far between, so to speak. Yeah.
7: So so the Rebbe, many years ago, was fighting or struggling to get uh, a moment of silence into the public schools?
0: He felt it was important.
7: Without that, we have no foundation for morality in our society.
0: And silence. He was not even encouraging prayer. A moment of sil- Introspection. Yeah. Silence.
7: Yeah. Why am I here? What am I doing here? Who who created this? Su mi bore I'm not giving you the answer. Just ask the question. Right. I didn't create the world. Who did?
0: And we're getting so much further away. It's not just a matter now that you know public schools won't allow for a moment of silence, or that legislation, or the Constitution, or whatever it is that that people use uh, to make sure it stays out of public schools. It's not just that. It's, it's the complete opposite. You you go into uh, into public locations like public schools, and it's just. It seems like moral bedlam, frankly. There's no foundation of anything. And it didn't take long for this to happen because it wasn't like this, you know, 30, 40 years ago.
7: Yeah, even 20 years ago. There's this joke about a kid who writes a little prayer, a little note to God yeah. because of the violence in schools, right. shootings. And said, Please protect me and keep me safe in school. And God answers, I'd love to, but they don't let me in there. Right. <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. Reimannis right. Right. Friedman is here. Beyond Menschlichkeit is the, uh, is, is the course, or I, I should say the lecture, part of the parenting course that he's going to be doing today. Tomorrow you're actually going to be doing a Q&A where people could submit questions and become an active part of the conversation. What were the, uh, the first two lectures in this series? Uh, describe them for us. The first one was called Overcoming the Obstacles. What obstacles were you referring to?
7: Right. So there are two major hesitations when it comes to parenting. One is the issues that children raise. Um, the child is difficult. You didn't expect that. Children are born with a certain disposition. You didn't. You didn't expect that. Some kids are happy. Some kids are miserable. Some kids are angry. Some kids are stubborn. They don't. They don't come blank. Right. They come with a. And, They're and
0: wired a certain way.
7: Right. And and that and that scares pa- uh, parents. What do I do with a kid who does this? Or what do I do with a kid who behaves like that? Right. What do I do with a kid who's smarter than me? <laughs> now, that's and really, that happens. That's really scary. Yeah. Um, so so the challenges that come from the children, certain things about the children that you have to struggle with or be able to handle.
0: I mean, the most common answer to this is try to utilize their specific traits to yours and their advantage. Give them activities that would you know, fit. But I... Yeah, you know, as a parent, I could say that doesn't always work. No. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not a foolproof system.
7: No, no, no simple solutions. You have to. You have to struggle through it with them. You know, live it through. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't. You don't go against the grain. Work with the grain. Right is, not, is much more sensible. Um, but then the other thing is personal, internal issues. I I don't feel adequate. I have good kids, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I'm doing. Who who made me a father anyway? And how did that happen? So so there are things that come from the children, issues. That was the first call. Right. And the second call was, what about internal things?
0: And that's what you referred to as getting past the fears? Yeah. That was the second lecture. Uh, and getting past the fears more meaning that, but not in a practical sense, I mean more in a psychological sense. In other words, trying to deal, like even if the situation remains the same, trying to stay calm and deal with it in as a calm manner as possible
7: and to parent confidently it's a big 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 issue parents who hesitate you know they're not sure what they're saying they're not sure what they're supposed to be doing and if you read all those books on child raising you become paranoid altogether am i ruining my kid did right. i just destroy my kid do i have
0: to put away a therapy fund for my kid right
7: right is it my fault all of these things are very terrifying but once you get past all of that, then you can apply yourself to Chinuch. Now you can start raising your kid. All right. Are any of them good? Are any of the parenting advice um gurus out there on the right track or not? I think everybody has one good idea, but 300 pages? What are they babbling about? You know, present your good idea and let So it there go. are some
0: good ideas out there. Yeah. Okay.
7: Yeah, but, but you know, too much. Right. Only this. Like Dr. Spock. All right. Never discipline, never uh I'm sorry, I changed my mind.
0: All right. Yeah, 40, can't do
7: that. Yeah, after your children are already raised with the So uh, the confidence of raising children has to come from the fact that there's a third partner. You're not alone in this. The Abishta gave you this child, the Abhishta is not going to give up on the child and abandon the child to you completely. You're a partner. But the Eibushet is very much involved, and therefore uh, you can relax a little bit.
0: Rabbi Manis Friedman is here. How do you choose the topics of these series? Because you could speak essentially about anything. Why has parenting, for instance, now you know been or just happened to be that this is the week for parenting?
7: Yeah, this is the week. We did it. We did a series on Shalom Right. And uh, we did
0: not the same topic, right? No,
7: completely not a different. completely
0: different topic. Yeah. Not everybody realizes that.
7: And last time I was here, we spoke about. Uh, Avedas Hashem. Right. Doing, doing for God what God needs. Which, by the way, raising children, running a family, is Avedas Hashem. You can't, you can't, you can't turn that into a personal project. Davis, gives you the child, he tells you what, what kind, what kind of chinuch you should provide for the child and so on. I gotta share with you a story. Please. Very powerful story. You know, we, we are faced with things that we didn't expect. Life is full of surprises, and uh, the Eibish that puts stuff on your plate, and you got to and you got to deal with it. And sometimes we're even resentful of it. You know Why I
0: mean? me? Why me? Yeah.
7: So I got to tell you the story. I was invited to come speak someplace in South America. I think it was Argentina.
0: In what language? English. Translator.
7: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Does your stuff work through a translator? Not the jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't get the baseball references, huh? I have to wait <laughs> for a couple okay. of
7: seconds and give them. You know. but, but it makes it sound very important. The Translator, English, it, it's, it's dramatic. So it, it was a miserable flight. Yeah. I'm going from Minnesota to New York to Houston, I think. Yeah. And then from Houston, to, it, it was a long, miserable flight. And by the time I, I landed in, in Argentina, I, I, was, I was wiped out. Yeah. Not in a good mood at all. And I'm looking forward to the hotel room. Anyway, the shliach there picks me up at the airport. And we're driving, and he says, oh, by the way, I arranged for you to speak to a woman on the way to the, to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. She never had a terrible tragedy. And she's depressed, and she hasn't left her room in six months. Oh, God. And she finally agreed to talk to you, so we'll stop on the way, and you'll talk to her. So first of all, somebody who suffered a serious grief, what do you mean talk to her? <laughs> what do you think? I, I don't Solve
0: know, everything this? in ten minutes? Yeah,
7: w- w- what? But 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 more than that, you can't even ask me.
0: Right.
7: You just met, went ahead and made the arrangement on the way to the hotel? We couldn't wait until later. Anyway, I was I was very unhappy about that.
0: I whole. think the Rebbe would have said to the guy, just make the arrangement that don't worry about Robert Freeman thinks. Well, wouldn't he have said that? Maybe. I read Talushkin's book. I think <laughs> I think the Rebbe would have said, you, you take care of it. You, you do what you need to do. You need this Freeman to speak to 12 people on
7: the way. You have to speak to 12 people on the way. And by the end of the story, I think that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway, he already uh, made the arrangement. She's expecting us. So we go. I come into the house. Yeah. And the, the woman looks like she's the walking dead. You know, lifeless eyes, completely destroyed. And uh, she starts telling me how special this, this, her son was. He died at 19 in a car accident. He was on his way home in, from the summer cottage to come on time to say slichus. Hey. And, and,
0: and this happens. Yeah.
7: Anyway, so he, a very, very, very special, unique child. And um, when she finishes, w- what can I say? I said, wow, you had such an incredible kid for 19 years. Well, she didn't like that.
0: You can only imagine. Didn't like it. Probably that. not the first time she heard it. Yeah.
7: So I said, "All right, I understand the shock. is so unexpected that that's very hard to, to, to live with. But imagine if the Ebershter had come to you, in advance. Right. No surprises. And Abishta would have said, I have this great kid. A wonderful gift. A wonderful child, but he only needs nineteen years. So I'm looking for a mother for this child. Would you be his mother? What would you have said? And I was sure she would say yes. Even that, no comfort. She said, Absolutely not. <sighs> and it took me by surprise and I just blurted out. I said well, in that case, it's so good that he didn't ask you. I'm telling you that that the flood of tears that came, the bursting, the dam burst, and she and she she it, it was, it was little, literally amazing. She came alive. The light in her eyes came back on. It was such a dramatic moment. In 50 years, I, I can't remember a moment like that. So now we're driving to the hotel room. And it occurs to me that I was upset that they didn't ask me. Right. And now I realize if they had asked me, I would have said, (laughs) No. Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) And it would have been the wrong answer. So when the Ebershta doesn't ask us whether we want the challenges that he's going to give us, that itself is a kindness.
0: Uh, no question. Because
7: if he asked us, we would just embarrass ourselves with the wrong answer. So when we find ourselves facing challenges in marriage, with children, whatever it is, it didn't happen by accident. Somebody didn't when someone says
0: I When someone says, I didn't sign up for this, you would say, good. Thank God you didn't sign up for it. Thank God you didn't know about it in advance. Otherwise,
7: you'd be in a totally different situation. Yeah, you'd blow it. You would miss out on this incredible because we don't give ourselves enough credit. The Ebishta knows what we're capable of. We don't. So he, he you know, he gives us maximum uh, function that we should work at our maximum ability. We would quit halfway. Say, nah, that's too hard. No, this I can't do. And in the end we do it. So many times, you know, people come to me and say, I don't know how to handle this. I can't take this anymore. For the last 20 years, this has been going on. I say, well, so so you've been handling it for 20 years. Tell me how you're doing this. Right. Don't ask me how. You're the expert. So you've been functioning a little beyond, above your comfort zone. That's great. That's wonderful.
0: All about perspective, right? I and mean, that's what it sounds like from everything you're saying. It's all about attitude, perspective, the way we approach things. The old happiness is a choice. People choose to be happy and are able to persevere through difficult situations.
7: I think that that's a very constructive, positive way of applying Shivisi Hashem Lenegdisamed.
0: God is always before me.
7: That, that's not intimidating. That's comforting. Whatever is happening, you're not alone. There's a bigger picture. There's a there's a bigger kavana when God created the world six thousand years ago. He had all this planned out. This is all leading to the to the right conclusions. Once we start feeling alone, when we lose that bigger picture and it's just me against the world, well, that's pretty depressing.
0: Mm, no question about that. Right, Montes Friedman is here. Uh, I was asked to announce. Let me get this down properly. Uh, there's a discount code for anyone that signs up for the course. If you use the discount code NACHUM, hey, you know how you spell that? N-A-C-H-U-M. You're offering a 25% discount. Uh, What's the best website for people to check this out? It's good to know. It's good to know dot org? Yes. It's good to know dot org. Why is that a good domain name? Why is that a good web address, Roy Friedman? It's good to know dot Org. why would that be a good one? because you it, could have done it because it is good to
7: know it's good to, it's good it to know what really,
0: it means it's good to know what
7: um you can you can understand that a few ways <laughs> knowledge is good okay it's good to know when you know you're equipped you're you're capable you're empowered right ignorance
0: is bliss which is not something you would
7: advocate no okay or you can put the emphasis on the good it's good to know <laughs> If you want to be good, you have to know. So either way, it's good to know.
0: So it works. Uh, Again, use the discount code Nahom for any of that. It's goodtoknow.org. It's org. People who want you in their community to come and address them on all the variety of topics that you discuss, can they be in touch through the website? Yes. How come you became so web-savvy so early on?
7: Uh, It's not me.
0: Well, but in general, it seems that... uh, Shluchim like yourself, we, we can call you a shliach. It says it on Wikipedia, so yeah. I'm allowed to say it. Uh, shluchim like yourself, who was sent, by the way, for those wondering, to minus 40 degree weather in Minnesota, right? That's where you were. We discussed this last time you were here, that yeah. that you had the challenge of dealing with very difficult winters up there. Although I hear most of the town now is indoors, so maybe it's a little different. Uh, but anyway, you had that big challenge. Uh, it seems that the shluchim in general take great advantage in a positive way of the World Wide Web. And you know that it has taken many uh, struggles in the Orthodox community for others to go ahead and understand the positive aspect of the Web. Why was it that it happened so quickly for people like yourself?
7: Isn't it amazing that if all the rabbis in this country, all of them, of all denominations, the only rabbi who went on television was the Labavitch Rebbe. Is that a fact? In, in the We're 80s, going into
0: the 1980s.
7: Yeah. In the 80s, every weekday Fabringen, except Purim, was uh, broadcast via satellite. This was before cable.
0: Accessible to anybody who wanted it around the world.
7: Everywhere. And, and during the Fabringen, people would call in. We gave a number on the screen, people would call in. We got a call from a Jewish guy who's on a battleship. In Greenland, in the '80s, in the '80s, and he's all alone, you know, a Jew um, um, stuck on this ship for, for I don't know for years, and he's playing with the with the remote control, and all of a sudden he Yiddish. finds he finds the Rebbe. Yiddish, they're singing, Lachaim, yeah. So all over, all over, wherever wherever the, the satellite you know, reached. So how come the Labavitch and and no English. It was all right. Yiddish, and it was dif- the the and no change, no difference.
0: Was there a translator on TV or not? Was I know there was on radio.
7: I was the translator. You were a translator on television. Yeah, yeah. It was it was wonderful. It's a tough job translating. Simultaneous. Yeah, very difficult. Yes. Yeah, because you can't stop and think. Oh, it's impossible. It has to be automatic. It's, it's automatic. Yeah. It goes in the ear and, and, the ear mouth. and out the <laughs> mouth. Exactly, <laughs> and it's very
0: hard.
4: And then, it's hard
7: for man to act like a machine. And then at the end of the tzicha... The end of the talk, they asked me to summarize it, and I had no idea.
0: (laughs) You were the only. I always say I'm the only one who doesn't listen to my show. You're the only one (laughs) who didn't hear the speech.
7: (laughs) Yeah, and and now when I read it, now that it's published,
0: it's news to me. (laughs) That's great. So the Rebbe decides that if the world of technology expands, he's going to be at the forefront of it. And obviously, when the web shows up, everyone, even those who are pro TV or mildly, you know, par when it came to television, you know, understood that sometimes it would be a good idea for my kids to watch maybe news or sports on TV, but not in their own home. I'm not being facetious, facetious. I'm being serious. For those, When it came to the web, forget it. It was like, you know, the, the, never should anybody ever approach it. His, his attitude, you believe, would have been different.
7: Uh, you know, it was controversial when Rabbi Taitz went on radio.
0: Right. Gemara on radio? Right. And who's listening? Are we allowed to let others listen and all that? Right, but it, but it was
7: great. Of course, Fantastic. it was revolutionary. Yeah. Fantastic. So everything that you know that, that exists in this world was created in some way to help glorify
0: the Creator. Right. And and Chabad has proven that it's not like a it's not like a flippin' statement. Yeah. You have plenty of proof for it. And the giant, we were kidding earlier, for those who just tuned in, we were kidding earlier about the job of the Shliach and how they are tossed into positions that are, and titles that they're not used to generally. Um, but this whole technological system, the fact that they are able to connect with their own kids and with people around the world and other Shluchim and with news, it makes it a very, very different. I can only imagine. You know, what the Siberia Shliach felt 25 years ago compared to now in terms of being able to be in touch with people.
7: It's different. When he has electricity. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who knows, maybe Amazon even delivers to Siberia. Right. I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of thing. With, with drones. <laughs> yeah. It's a system that I'm sure they're thinking about. Right. I'm Manus Freeman in our studio. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City. In New Jersey. The website is It's Good It's Good to Know.org. Or my Freeman explained why it is such a great web address. One of the reasons is you probably won't forget it. It's Good to Know.org. When you go there, there's information about this week's course, which is about parenting for all ages. You have a partner in this course. There's somebody else who's presenting on this topic, correct? Yes. Tell me who that is. Rabbi Chase Taub. What gets him the, uh, opportunity to be a tag team with Rory Friedman and get to the A1 level that you're at?
7: Well, first of all, he writes this column in Ami Magazine. Oh, you yeah, very nice. Like, uh, questions and, you
0: know. Oh, he answers questions? Questions to the rabbi. About parenting or general?
7: Uh, Anything. General. And he is very good. He's hmm. become very, very popular because he's very articulate. He speaks from experience in all of these things. And uh, the combination is great. He, and he's, he's more practical. And
0: his ro- okay. So explain that his role in this lecture series would be how how different than yours.
7: Um, I, I I speak more about the the attitude, the hashkafa, and he he's more practical.
0: All right, he'll talk about specific situations,
7: practical application,
0: yeah. And he'll cite specific examples and yeah. different things that he could bring to the forefront. All right, so he's part of that. I remind everybody that anybody who signs up for the course this week. Uh, you can, um, uh, utilize the discount code NACHUM, N-A-C-H-U-M. They're offering a 25% discount for our listeners, and we appreciate that greatly. Um. One more story? Yeah, please.
7: Talking yeah. about raising children
0: and, um. Uh, it's so the 25th of the Omer. You can tell all the stories you want. <laughs> what is today? What's 25? What? Because de- nobody's, nobody's singing. What designation is there today? Anybody know? Netzach Shebenetzach. Ne- is today Netzach Shebenetzach? So that's significant, isn't yes. it? Yes. Well, can you tell us about that? Anything you can tell us about Netzach Shubenetza? Yeah,
7: it's a very great day, and uh, it's the day that my daughter, my youngest daughter, got engaged. Wow, well, it was all tough. In the middle of
0: Sfera. You know how many people would go crazy? You made an engagement. The there was no music. <laughs> Even in your family. Yeah, huh? my family. Netzach Shabanetzach. Unbelievable. So the story... And, the, and the midway point. It, it, it shocks me. That nobody in Jewish history told me <laughs> made an issue of the fact that we reached a midpoint of sphere. Every 25th of the Omer, I make a big deal that we're halfway through. Maybe it's just my responsibility in terms of the music that makes me count even faster than
7: everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. your contribution. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so the story is like yes, this. Yes. In terms of, of you know, we're, we're all upset because children don't have dead credits. Children are chutzpahdik and uh, all that stuff. It's a 2015 reality. Oh yeah. And, and, and building. And it will continue. Yeah.
0: Your prediction, it will continue.
7: So I was, I was growing up in Crown Heights on President Street in a little apartment. And I had a great uncle, Fetter Chaim. He was a very lonely man. He never had children. His wife was very sick and she passed away young. He came to America before any of us. And he was a very sweet, gentle soul. Hardly ever spoke. And when he did, it was very soft-spoken. He would come to us for dinner every night. Mm -hmm. And hardly, you know, we hardly heard him speak. He would be polite. He would say thank you, and he would... One time, I'm sitting there at the table. The dining, the kitchen was tiny. We had a little kitchen table there. And my mother was standing behind me at the sink... Maybe a foot away. And we were eating soup, and I said, Ma, can I have a spoon? Oh, boy. This gentleman <laughs> went livid. He exploded. And he said, You're using your mother? What is she, your valet? And, that, and, then, and then he uh, apologized for, yeah, uh, for the outburst. For the that made such an impression oh boy today when I go home to my mother (laughs) you won't ask her right if she asks me if I want coffee I panic what should I say yes no it's it's I mean parenting is not some artificial project that you can pick up from a book you pass on your deepest values who you are what you stand for you 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 convey that you communicate that to your children so that knowingly or unknowingly willingly or unwillingly you are raising your children right so if we if we feel a little inadequate as parents we one of the best things we can do is refocus on who we are mm-hmm. get clear about and so pass up. every now and then it would be important to say to your child for your own benefit, I have to tell you something, because it's my obligation as a parent to pass on what I was taught from my Zaydah, who was taught by his Zaydah, and now is the right time because it's your birthday or because it's Netzach Netzach, right. halfway through Svida. I want to tell you something that I'm obligated to teach you. It, it, it sets the stage. It, it makes it clear what's going on. Like by a Hasana. The, the chuppah is such a serious event. The rest of the chasen is frivolous. Lebedek, right? But because.
0: And, and and many rabbis, rightfully so, get very annoyed, rightfully so, when an air of non seriousness enters into the chuppah ceremony. Yeah, it's of not. Of any type,
7: it's even not a, the slightest. Not a frivolous moment. Right. Because when we sing Baruch haba, officially it's for the chasen kalah. But why don't we specify? Why don't we say Baruch Habah chasen? Baruch haba because we're really saying baruch haba to the neshames, to the souls right. of the ancestors who come to the chassanah. Correct. At least three generations and, and often more, up mm-hmm. to ten generations. Now, why would they come to the Hasanah? Because this is their legacy. This is their future. This is their accomplishment.
0: It's being built on their foundation. This yes. bias is being built on their foundation. Yeah.
7: So what you're going to teach your kids will determine whether they were successful whether they are uh, affecting their their grandchildren and so on so so they they have a vested interest they come to the wedding so when we teach our children it should be in the awareness of past generations and then future generations it's not just you and your kid it's the grandchildren the great-grandchildren so yeah very a very serious moment mm-hmm. a very Awesome moment of uh, so. If we if we forget that perspective, if we lose that bigger picture, it's not just me and my kid, and, and we're having a miserable time, and I don't know what I'm doing. You got to back up. It started with your great grandfather, and you got to look forward. This is not just your child; it's all generations to come. Then we have a, a much healthier perspective on things. So to actually say, you should always think it. But to actually say to your child, I am obligated to tell you this. I have a, a, a chiyuv, I have an I need to pass on and connect them with their grandparents. That is so important. This, this generation gap is horrible. Children think life began with them. Mm-hmm. You connect them to their grandparents. Make them proud of their grandparents. Yeah. Quote their grandparents to them. Why should you do this, or why should you not do this? Well, my Zayda would never do that
0: the old uh, you know my grandfather would roll over in his grave you know the old expression right
7: yeah. I, I tell my children we were growing up we, we we really didn't know what my mother's name was
0: because of course or meaning her first name her first
7: yeah. name we certainly wouldn't call her by her first name well, of course but we hardly ever heard my father call her by her first name because when he wanted to talk to her he would go to where she was right. he would never shout from another room it's so so undignified and he certainly wouldn't say come here what do you this that, that's that's so inappropriate
0: you we got into this last time oh yeah about the relationship between spouses
7: huh.
0: and the, the heightened, especially because so many people have this impression of the Jewish world and especially uh, the more perceptionally orthodox one is, the worse they think it is. They have this perception that there's this terrible, um, uh, gap. I don't know how, how better to put it, uh, between husband and wife. And that what you just described in terms of come here, et cetera, is the norm. And you told us last time, obviously rightfully so, that not only should it not be that way, the spouse has to go completely, completely beyond the call of duty to make sure that it's exactly the opposite. And that's what you just described, of course. Your father would only walk over to your mother, you know, like... uh you know, even to those of us who grew up in an air of tremendous respect in their home think that that might be, you know, a little, it's a little us, over the time. Right, it sounds to drop extreme. <laughs> and, and believe me, when you told the story about the uh, spoon,
7: uh.
0: I shuddered because you took me back to my childhood. So, you know, so we, 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 come from similar backgrounds when it comes to, you know, the, the, the aim and the, and what's demanded and expected of a child, uh, in regard to their parents.
7: But we now know that it's not only a frum obligation, and that if you don't do it, so you're not so through. Right, it's life matter. Right, y- you're, you're the fabric of life. Doesn't work. Doesn't hold together without this.
0: And by the way, I'm sure this is part of your Shlom Bayis uh, yes. presentation as well, right? Yeah. That that's the yeah. that's one of the keys. We spoke about this earlier this week with Shalom Task Force. That one of the keys is how you speak to somebody, and that just altering the language or the tone, a drop, a drop can mean a world of difference.
7: Changes the atmosphere at the home. 100%. So the way parents talk to each other may be the signal for the children and how they talk to each other and how they talk to you. Right. They pick up your tone and they feed it back to you, and then you're shocked.
5: Yeah.
7: Where'd
0: you learn this? They learned it from us.
7: Oh, 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 from me.
0: (laughs) They learned it from us. And then, of course, it is 2015, so I have to ask. Look, the spoon story reminds us about the fear that, you know the fear element in the in the respect for parents there is in fact a a, a there's another not as famous passage in the Torah about fearing one 's parents <laughs> you know the one about respecting one's parents is in is in the top ten, so to speak, in the Decalogue <laughs> but the one about fearing one 's parents is not exactly uh, enjoying the same notoriety um so we know there has to be a balance, and in this era, people are also demanding not just a balance but I would like to feel the love of a parent, the affection of a parent. Feel like you know. And by the way, we say this about God that we don't just fear Him, but we we feel His love and affection. It's one of the themes of Rosh Hashanah when we proclaim Him as King. You know, He is He is a certain type of father. You know, He is a certain type of father figure. Um, so you are not. I I should, I want to make it clear to everybody that one does not exclude the other. That one can have a loving relationship with their child at the same time that they are. Passing on what you've just described as proper etiquette or proper ethics for their child.
7: They actually feed each other. The more derecheretz, the more love, and the more love, the more derecheretz. That's how it should work. But if you have a diet of only love, then then it's not even a healthy love. Right. It's not even that.
0: And And I assume you would say the opposite. If you have a, 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 a diet of only fear. With, Obviously. Right, I'm saying. It's a crippled crippled. Right. I'm, I'm trying, trying to play to the
7: crowd, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's why you're the professional.
0: In this era, we've got to make sure to cover all the bases.
7: <laughs> so here, here's an interesting, uh, unconditional love. You hear about it all the time. Right. Everybody's talking about Unconditional right. love.
0: No matter what they do, they're my son or daughter.
7: Right. Ah, oh. Now see? Right. Now you said it right. Right. No matter what you do, you are mine. That's unconditional. The love is a little conditional. Gotcha. Because sometimes you're lovable and sometimes you're not. (laughs) Gotcha. And actually children want that. If you say, I will love you no matter what you do, it means I don't count. You're going to do your thing. Your thing is love. So you're going to love me no matter what I do. I can stand on my head. I can break everything in the house. That's not, that, that means you're ignoring me. Unconditional love is not a compliment. And children will act out because they want a reaction. And you say, "No, no, no. I'm just going to continue loving you." That's really not. So what can so we what is unconditional? Uh, or what can we How can we rephrase
0: it and not call it unconditional love but call it what? The way you put it.
7: No matter what, you are mine, I am yours. Even when I hate you. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that's what the Ebishta says about us. The Ebishta doesn't say, I will love you unconditionally. The Novi says some pretty harsh things about, right. I've had it. But I'll it. always be your father. I've had it with you. You're, right. you're, you're, you're impossible. And, but we're going to work it out because right. I'm not quitting on you. Right. So love is a big condition. Mind is unconditional, all right? That's factual. That's true.
0: All right, Manus Friedman is here. The website is it'sgoodtouno. dot org. It's dot org. You can get information there about registering for the course on parenting and all the different things that Armanus Friedman is doing. Uh, you know, he also has a social media presence, which you'll see there at the bottom of the web page. Uh, go to it'sgoodtouno. dot org. So the first time you're in Minnesota as a shliach is what year again? Nineteen seventy. You you communicate with the Rebbe the first time after getting there. What's the conversation about? What is he asking you about? And the first time that... Uh, he wasn't asking me.
7: Meaning? I was asking him, really, I have to stay here? And this was after how many weeks? Or, or hours? <laughs> no, no, we got there in the summer. Right. And as soon as uh, the winter hit... Then you like,
0: asked, you have to stay here.
7: Whoa, nobody so, told me. So he encouraged... I, I thought the weather all over the world was like in New York.
0: Mechahtos. <laughs> so you, so you communicate with him, and and you're you're kidding, I assume, when you yeah. say I have to stay here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is his first questions about the community at that time?
7: No questions.
0: Meaning what? I mean, he always wanted to be updated, no?
7: Yes, but I, I was not the first shliach there. Uh huh. There was a senior shliach there, and he did all the communicating, and I did all the work. Meaning, <laughs>
0: and you were part of his chabad house? Is yeah. that how we would put it?
7: Yeah. Uh, so I came there originally to uh, work with youth, right. with teenagers, which is what I did for a couple of years. And then Beishana happened.
0: Right. Which means? A school? Which,
7: which means uh, there was no place where an adult woman ah. could come and learn about Judaism.
0: Ladies' adult ed,
7: ketchup, basically. Catch-up. Right. Ones who never went to, to yeshiva, right. never went to cheder,
0: And that starts by you.
7: That started before uh, Neveh followed mm-hmm. two years later. And then in New York, uh, Machon Chana right. came about because these women needed some place to study full time. Right. For us, it was just a crash course, and it's been going on ever since. Right. We've had twenty thousand women.
0: Kolakavode, mm-hmm. my gosh. And is it easier during uh, SPHERA to arrange to have dinner with Avram Fried or Benny Friedman? Is it easier because they're they're less active in their usual roles or not necessarily? Or or do they still tell you they're way too busy to get together? How does it work?
7: Well, actually, what they do is they focus on the recordings.
0: They go into the
7: studio. So you still
0: can't get a hold of them. You'd think that maybe in the middle of SPHERA it would be easier to have a little dialogue with them. It's essentially impossible. I hope not. Oh, you'd rather they work? I hope they're busy with the
7: next,
0: with the next album. With the next great nigga, huh? Yeah. That's Avremo, and of course, Benny Friedman. Uh, finally, so I will tell you my, uh, most reason. I've told this on the air already, but you're here. I'm going to use you as a, uh, I don't want you to leave without hearing it. <laughs> How about that? My, my latest shliach story. I don't even know if this qualifies as a shliach story. You know what happens, Shmini Atzeras? Shmini What happens in Crown Heights late Shmini afternoon? All of a sudden, there's a mass exodus. On late Shmini Sarah's afternoon, you're familiar with that. You don't remember that from the 1960s. Is the <laughs> Is that what it is? What do they call it? Tahlucha? which means what?
7: Walking to the neighborhood Right.
0: Correct. So they keep you. They they go to a million different communities. Right. So I say to my son, let's go to the Williamsburg Bridge, and That's we'll it. sit there. At the edge of the Williamsburg Bridge is a nice park bench. Was great weather, and um, you know, about five o'clock, you'll see a million Hasidim. From Chabad coming over to Williamsburg Bridge to go to 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 places in Manhattan up to the Bronx, Washington Heights, maybe even some to Westchester. I, I can't imagine. And he says, you know what, let's go now. I said, let's go now. I was like, it's 1.30. It's not gonna be anybody there now. I, said, I don't know, maybe we'll go now, we'll go later. So we in fact we went. Got there like two o'clock. And all of a sudden there's a bunch of Chabad shluchim coming over the bridge. So I, I, I was shocked. Like, you know, why would they be coming so early? So I say to them, where are you going? So they said, we're going to the Bronx, and it's a 15-mile walk to where we're going. So we have to, you know, get started. We can't do the 5 o'clock shift. (laughs) Got to get started early. All right, so I'm I'm fascinated by this. So at 5 o'clock, we're back at the bridge, and now we're meeting, you know, the Upper East Siders and the Upper West Siders and the Midtown people and the, those who really have it easy, you know, and Chelsea and Little Italy and all those places. And I say to these guys, I say, you know, who who decided that you guys get this really you know cozy position on simplest Torah and those guys have to go all the way up to the Bronx and they say to me no no no, no you're misunderstanding the ones you saw at 130 are all Israelis and they requested to go all the way to the Bronx they want to, they wanted to participate in the 15-mile walk so it's not always what you think it's not always the who who's getting who's getting uh you know uh, told what to do sometimes they put in requests as you uh, as you just learn. For my my St. subchastara story
7: <laughs> it's it's incredible it's incredible was it raining no it's beautiful that weather in so time. unusual beautiful weather <laughs> it usually rains but you know what
0: i felt bad about uh, i originally felt bad and then of course you'll hear in a minute why i didn't feel bad i said to my son we should have we should have brought a case of water here and and given each one of water bottles they got off the bridge it would have been a nice gesture and just we would have participated in the mitzvah of what they're doing and then of course so we did we realized that nobody from Chabad before sunset at the end of Shemini service would drink water outside the sukkah anyway, especially not in great weather. Right? So, there you have it. Incredible. So Rabbi Incredible. Stone, Rabbi Stone, and his okay. sukkah had to be the uh, stopping point for them. And there,
7: there was, was one it. year we were walking to Williamsburg, yeah. and uh, you know the neighborhood was not the safest.
0: Right.
7: So we had police escort. Right. So there were police cars. I
0: remember even the era of police escorts. Yeah. Right.
7: So we had es- police car in the front, police car in the back, police cars along the sides right. with their with their lights flashing. Right. And we walk past this building, and there are these kids standing there with their parents on their porch watching. And one of the kids says to his mother, all these people going to jail? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you're surrounded by police.
0: (laughs) They start conjecturing. (laughs) But it's funny you say that because I I remember uh, 20 years ago they were still, I think even less, they were still doing the police escort. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was sitting there thinking how understated the operation is now. That then it was, again, you know, not only police escorts. When you got off the bridge 20 years ago and walked the, I don't know, block or two straight down Delancey Street till you started to head up north, there were cops in every corner. Not just police cars escorting, but literally officers, you know, making sure everything was all right. I remember that from years back. And now it's like, you know, there's nobody around and everybody, thank God, it's... A little bit of a different world over there, and people are able yeah. to walk without a problem. So, Anyway, there's my story. and It's a good one. Feel free to use it whenever you wish. Imanis Friedman, check it out. The website, it's goodtoknow.org. I thank you for joining
7: us. It was a pleasure. And the rest of Svita should be uh, full of good news.
0: Yes, and should go quickly. <laughs> and don't ask your mother for any spoons, I beg you. <laughs> Please. I shudder every time I think of the story now. <laughs> More coming up. You are listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM and the AM.
1: That came before me Oh what a way to turn 13 I've studied so much Torah And like a supernova I will explode onto the scene They tell me I'm a man now I couldn't understand how
0: a.m., day 25 in the counting of the Omer, next one Thursday, our big Lagba Omer celebration. Three weeks and four days today. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. That's 6-13 with um, the one mitzvah selection. They're scheduled to be here tomorrow. 6-13 is scheduled to be in studio tomorrow for a live a cappella performance, which we're looking forward to. That happens tomorrow morning right here at JM and Nathan Wilner is with us live via telephone. Nathan Wilner is a general counsel for the um Shomrim organization, literally guardians, Shomrim, uh public service people who volunteered to help protect the area. Uh the Shomrim organization down in Baltimore, Maryland. And while obviously we care about the safety of everybody and to to you know, that that's an understatement. We care about the safety of, of all citizens, but with the uh, number of uh, family and friends in uh, Baltimore that so many people in the Jewish world have obviously we are going to focus for a few minutes on what's happening down in the Jewish community during this disaster in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And Nathan Wilner, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh first of all, are are, are all the shomerim safe? Have any of them uh, have any of the volunteers been caught in any difficult situations and violent situations because of what's happening?
6: Uh, thankfully, all our all our responders are safe, and um, they have not encountered any specific threats or problems as a result of the um, unrest in the city.
0: I'm trying to get a perspective on the geography because I mean I've been to Baltimore a million times and had family down there, and never really paid much attention to where everything is. But the way they're describing it, it made me pay more attention because they keep focusing. On the northwest portion of the city, and essentially, that's very, very close to the Jewish community. Wouldn't the, wouldn't we, uh, in terms of what we regard as the major hub of the Jewish community, say that essentially it's in the northwest, or a little bit even further northwest of Baltimore?
6: Yeah. So the um, the Orthodox Jewish community is primarily in the northwest uh, corner of Baltimore City. Now, the northwest district uh, is a pretty large district, and we're in Sector Three, which is uh, the furthest uh, sector in that district. So. While a lot of the unrest that you're seeing on the news is uh, technically in the Northwest, it's not uh, necessarily in the Jewish community. And the Jewish community also straddles the Baltimore City-Baltimore County line. Right. So a large part, portion of the Orthodox community lives in the Baltimore County. Uh, so as far as safety and security, the community deals with two police agencies, the Baltimore City Police and the Baltimore County Police.
0: The um, uh, Nathan Wilner is with us, General Counsel for Stromrim down in Baltimore. So Camden Yards, for instance, we saw a bunch of videos of protests there and a lot of terrible violence. That's in the southern part of the city. Uh, I guess not really near any community, more of a downtown-type area?
6: Well, there is a neighborhood uh, adjacent, but again, the, uh, the the main population of the Orthodox Jewish community isn't anywhere near there. Uh, we did see the the um, the unrest that happened at a local mall that was pretty, that was as close as it, the unrest really got to the Jewish community, which is about three miles away. So.
0: Because uh, I, I saw someone post that uh, some of this activity had been as close as three blocks away. Does that make sense? Or that may have just been referring to the edges of the community?
6: No, I mean, there, there were isolated incidents closer into the community, but as far as the major unrest that you saw on the news, that was several miles away.
0: How did the Jewish community deal with the curfew? Uh, especially these days, because, um, you know, a lot of mariv minyanim are, are late, and uh, after 10 o'clock, uh, people have late-night events, maybe not weddings during now the sphera season. How did people in the community generally react to the curfew?
6: So the Jewish community was completely compliant with the curfew. The Vaharabhanu put out a uh, advisement for the community to comply. Uh, shul canceled their late minyanim uh Shiorim and uh, everybody was... It's home by 10
0: o'clock. Simple as that. Um, No playing around, I guess, as we would say. And how long? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: I was going to say, for the safety of the community, uh, people understood that this was a serious situation. Right. um, That we needed to uh, show support for the mayor's initiative, and uh, we were completely compliant.
0: What geographic region is uh, the Neri Yusro Yeshiva in?
6: Well, Marysall so is actually in Baltimore County, so that's even further out. So they're even further away. From
0: so they're like they're like past Pikesville in that area. I guess
6: people could call it Pikesville, but it is it's uh, further out. Right. Uh, it's not adjacent to the, to the city. city. So
0: Understood. How long do they expect this curfew to go on?
6: I believe it's set for a week. I think the mayor can uh, reevaluate it, but at this point, it's for a
0: week. And national news shows, at least the ones that I saw in the 4 and 5 o'clock hour this morning, I don't know what the major ones have been doing in the last couple of hours, obviously, but the ones I saw uh, seem to paint last night's picture in, in a much brighter way, in a much better way, in a much less violent way. Uh, are you feeling that? Are, are local news stations reporting that it was much, much different last night than on Monday night?
6: Yeah, I, I think that uh, slowly calm and, and control is coming back to the city. I think the mayor and the police commissioner, as well as other Agencies have really stepped up their, uh, uh, their focus, and, and they, they're doing a great job keeping the community safe. So, yeah, I definitely feel that uh, it, it seems like hopefully we're, we're past the worst of, of what happens in this situation.
0: Please, God. Do you know of anybody uh, uh, from any community, whether ours or any other community that lives in Baltimore, who was uh, uh, directly affected by the violence?
6: Well, I mean, there, there were some local stores. Uh, again, they weren't, uh, as far as I know, owned by uh, members of the Jewish community, but they were right on the perimeter that the windows were broken. Right.
0: People you would know, like, on a casual basis, right?
6: Well, I don't know them personally. Yeah, but They're meaning right. that know you. The
0: right. You're familiar with their stores and see them around and things like that.
6: Correct. And, um, you know, uh, the first night that this uh, occurred, Shomrim. Uh, uh, had a patrol initiative, and my understanding is about 2 a.m. They did help one of the store owners uh, that the windows were broken and there was some looting uh, going on, and uh, they were helpful to the store owner both in uh, counseling him, just calming him down, and uh, helping uh, make sure that uh, no looters returned to the location. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as uh, an organization, we help anyone that needs help. It doesn't have to be necessarily a member of uh, our community. It's just if they're uh, part
0: of the neighborhood we're going to help them out. Oh, 100%. If There's anything that we know about the Baltimore Jewish community that their outreach to all people uh for decades has been exemplary. That's uh, you know, <laughs> we've heard a lot of stories about that over the years, so I'm sure you're continuing that example that was set many years ago. Uh well, a a big thank you to you and stay safe and our best regards to everybody down there. Uh, Nathan Wolner is general counsel for Shomrim. Send Shomrim our best and a big a avod please.
6: I will, and thank you so much for having me on the air. Have a great day.
0: Yes, we a lot of people up here care and are concerned. Obviously, like I said, we are uh, we pray for everybody's safety in Baltimore. But uh, with so much, uh, so many people in this audience with family and very close friends, and just friends down in that area, uh we're even more concerned. JM in the AM with 55 degrees, mostly sunny weather, and a high temperature of 75. More coming up at Schlockapella at JM in the AM. I asked the man, I saw how many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around But
2: one of us passed away and we've been feeling down Yet now it seems as though another Jew has
8: been found Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? (coughs) Step off the bus in Mobile, Alabama Slowly setting on the bay, it was six o'clock on a summer Friday
1: afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the town wondering what to do. Shabbos is no time to be feeling blue. Then two more I Went into a shop that red closed on the door there was, there was a minion in the back of a hardware store Nine men waiting for one more We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song The Fazen had a voice that was clear and strong Long. Then my came again. I had to be moving on.
2: I Minion Man yeah.
1: Place is still here, and when I make this trip through Mobile once every year, I remember the men who prayed here. Now the million is gone, a few died, some moved on, but the back of the store
2: still remembers the song. The nine men who waited to one came How
1: Shabbos was carried on a song. Oh, I asked the man I saw how many
2: Jews in this town. (laughs)
8: Shalayim.
2: <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Al Yisrael Amcha
10: tasim Le'olam Tassim
0: 613 is scheduled for a live performance here at jm and tomorrow morning. Looking forward to that. That's their selection entitled Shalom Rav. Before that, Rahim. Five minutes before nine o'clock, a sphere of format Wednesday here at jm and will close things out with Shalakapella. <laughs>
5: Wow! Wow! Ooh. Wow! Wow! Ooh. Wow! 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 Wow!
8: Wow! Asher Wow! Wow!
1: Wow! Hashem Wow! 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 ay ay ay, ay. Share you, Dakhma Shem. Learn some Jeremiah. Jeremiah Learn, learn, learn some Obadiah Learn ba, 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 Do the ba, 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 Lubavitcher ba, 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 twist twist
8: Oh, shake it, I'm saying it now Shake it, I'm it Ain't gonna work on Saturday No, I won't, no, I won't Pick it, Dahlia, you Pick it, Dahlia, Teach me
0: Ra da My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. And that closes out a Wednesday Sphere of Format JM in the AM. Thank you to Roy Minus Friedman. Thank you to Nathan Wilner down in Baltimore in the Baltimore Showroom. And thank you to all of you. Coming up next, 9 a.m., my conversation with a member of the of the uh, Israel Defense Force, who um, can speak, who will be speaking about Nepal and Iran and a lot of other items that are in the news. That's uh, up next, starting between nine and nine thirty. Or by Steve Berg on the uh, anniversary of the uh, Armenian genocide. We'll analyze why Turkey does not acknowledge the genocide. It's coming up on community roundtable starting at nine thirty this morning here at jmnam.org. Have a Fabulous Wednesday till tomorrow Malcolm Siegel reminding you. Remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.